Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're good or bad. From I Can Sing to the new Sad, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. It's hard to keep his mouth shut. It's my co-host, Evan. Save me from a villainous imagination. Deliver me from my friend Saker on this podcast. Ooh, the word friend was right there, and I just didn't pick it up. I should have. That was very easy. We're best buds. Yeah, we are best. Aren't we best buds? I haven't seen you even virtually in uh, years, it feels like. Yeah, I guess guess we're not good friends then. (laughs) If you don't see a friend for uh, several weeks, they... You have to renew your mm-hmm. friendship card. You have to punch each other's cards. I carry my Evan card in my wallet with me. I always thought that was the thing about friendships is you don't have to do that. Like you can just like not see a friend, a good friend for a while and then like pick up, you know, years after or just like everything got left off. Hmm. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I feel like every friend I've ever lost touch with over the years, I've uh-huh. come back to them later and they're like, super into Ben Shapiro or they like <laughs> joined the army and are now a weird person or I don't know. Oh shit. Well, um, you better keep track of me then. Cause I don't want to become like a right wing nut. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the weird thing is all of them become Ben Shapiro heads. Like yeah, exclusively. Yeah, I mean, the last cut co- you like, since we haven't talked, I've been slowly radicalizing. <laughs> right it starts slow you start listening to adam carolla to begin Uh and then you're gonna you're gonna get into um what's his fuck the dude with the podcast the eddie elon musk on joe rogan joe rogues sure joey rogues joey rogson (laughs) joey rogson (laughs) joey the rogue man uh and then soon you'll be uh, a chap head as i call him shappers Mm -hmm. chaperones chaperones (laughs) the chaparral is where they live that's their uh, message board nice chap nap the app. Ev, this is weird. I just shat myself. <laughs> you made me knock my headphones off my head. That's what um, I do. Speaking of headphones, Evan, we're talking to each yeah. other. This is, hey, welcome to every podcast in the last three weeks. Evan, we're talking to each other from different houses. How crazy is this? Wait a second. We're not actually talking to each other from different houses, though. Oh, this call is coming from inside my house? Exactly. <laughs> That's fucked up. Listen. Listen to your window. Whoa. Do you hear that? Do you hear that I, knocking? No, knock, I heard knock, it o- knocking on your chamber door? I heard it over my headphones, which I guess I would have anyway, since we are talking to each other. No, uh, but you're, you're in your scary murder basement. What, what appears to be a murder basement. Is that correct? No, no, you couldn't kill anybody down here. Um, it would get because the drywall is unfinished. Mm. So like you'd have to get the blood out. I mean, I guess you could kill someone, finish the drywall. Yeah. And you'd be pretty much okay. Are you going to put up wood paneling down there? Fuck no. No, this place <laughs> this place floods on the reg. So I'm going to put like uh, some sort of like, lacquer down on the floor or something. <laughs> something that just is going to be there forever. I wanted to like put like you know you see those like memes where there's like you write something like help me or something like blood on the floor oh, yeah. and like a drag marks and stuff i kind of wanted to do that but i don't have the energy are you or the are interest you, are you going to hide a message back there and then cover it up for the next people who remodel your house once you're dead no no because that that would help them find my gold coins and i need <laughs> to i can't let anybody find those sure i forgot those are all those are my those are my retirement fund i'm a gold <laughs> bug as everyone knows i collect all of the gold i can find 
<laughs> As everyone knows, your leprechaun, uh, you have the leprechaun curse. I do. Yeah, I love potatoes. Mm-hmm. I grow, uh, my beard comes in red. I can't not dance when I hear a jig. Um, <laughs> I know I can find end of, I can find, I find the end of rainbows all the fucking time. I'm just stumbling over that shit. Really? What does it look like? Is it solid? Um, kind of. It's okay. like a, it's like a fine mist. And the thing is, like, it stinks. Like, okay. it fucking it fucking reeks. And it gets in your clothes. It's like, uh-huh. you know, like, when you're, like, out, um, uh, like, in the winter, and you just stand by, like, a wood fire for a while. Sure. Like, you're sledding or something, and they've sure, got, sure. like, a little wood fire, and they're cooking marshmallow or something. And you just, it's just, like, you don't realize you're stinking of, like, wood smoke and shit until you come home, and you're like, Jesus Christ, I smell. So it's yeah. like that, but it's, like, rainbow stink. Okay. Um, <laughs> Anything comparable to rainbow stink that you could, is it skunky? Is it sewagey no it's kind of it's kind of sweet and cloying like Mm -hmm. if you like a mix of like stagnant water and then a little bit of like garbage juice oh okay i'm into that i think that's that's because of the colors i think each each color smells differently and at the bottom of the rainbow they all start rotting sure (laughs) then mixing together and rotting yeah uh yeah so you gotta be careful about that that checks out um ev we have to address it it's been two weeks since our last live episode with one another. Um, you are you were sick. Are you feeling better? Yeah, I had the I had COVID. I'm dying. <laughs> okay, but this is a real question. Do you actually think you did? You know, I didn't think so at first uh, because my symptoms were different mm. than like the standard symptoms. But then, like more cases started appearing in Ohio, and the cases that appeared had symptoms that were very much like mine. Really? And also, my eyes got like blood red, like. Like I had just like done a whole bag of like a vaporizer, like real high high end Kush or something like that. Like my eyes were just bloody red, and I've is never that, had that happen to me before. Is that real? Uh, yeah, that's apparently a symptom. Oh Jesus! Holy shit! Your eyes just yeah. turned red. Yeah, yeah, like a devil. Fuck <laughs> the pupil and everything. There's just no. It's yeah. all just uniform. Yeah, yeah. It was like flames and shit. Fuck, so. dude, that's really scary. Yeah, but it never got to the point where I was like worried. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean, I was, I was definitely. It's, I, it was about as sick as I've ever been. But it was never like I never had like a fever over a hundred and one or something like that. And mm. you know, it wasn't fun. Yeah, well, you were the last person in your house to stop being sick. So chasing your yes. child around was yes, that fuck. That was the fucking worst. Like, if you have a if you have sickness in your house, you want all of you all to be sick or you want the kid to be sick and you to be well. If you're sick and the kid's well, that's just a fucking nightmare. <laughs> Do you ever wish sickness upon your child if they're like getting too hyper or No. No, I but wish like, they were sick right now. He's really he's a lot easier to manage when he's sick. Like he just will sit on the couch like quietly, which he <laughs> right. never does when he's not sick. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh okay. Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, good. I'm glad your feel I did I I had to we had two guests uh, over the past 2 weeks and I had to message both of them and say like hey you know I think my, my you know my co-host is sick and the second one uh she was like oh you know is it okay is he okay I was like well I think he has covid and she was like Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> like why are you telling me a podcast guest this <laughs> so it was uh I feel dumb I feel bad I shouldn't have I should have kept it in the family I think on the last episode I even said that you were at death's door which I should not yeah. have done. Yeah, my, I mean, I'm, I'm dying Okay. still, even as we speak. True. Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't like, I actually want an answer, aren't we? 
Oh, you want me to you want me to answer that? Please, yes, yes. Okay, I am uh, dying. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, that's true. That's what you said before. I don't know why I asked again. Yeah. That was foolish of me. That's okay. Uh, Evan, that's do you okay. think that our uh, our Skype episodes are going to have the same dynamic that we have in real life? No. No, okay. I think our Skype episodes are going to really suck and be <laughs> just like placeholders at the sure. best. At best. Wait, placeholders uh, meaning we're going to go back and redo them later? I should I should hope so. Okay, sure. So these I've, are... often, I've often wanted to go back and redo our earlier episodes, especially like the first like... 50 of them <laughs> that's where people people really jump in on the first 50 they say mm-hmm. so it would be nice yeah yeah but i do i do know what you mean the first like five or so which are our entree yeah. uh are dog shit they sound and, like garbage and i think that um that really uh, what i'm really worried about is like we we come out pretty uh, hot on the gate out, uh, against the bnl boys like i remember saying i hated ed and i wasn't really that big of a fan and i think that like my problem was is we're, we're really turning off all the like gatekeepers you know all the jorkies and the bubba hoteps who want to listen and like sure, want the sure. perfect podcast so yeah. i think we i want to go back and i want to like offer them an olive branch and be like hey you know um you guys are completely right um i'm an idiot and i suck and sure. um you know i I should stop doing the show. Um, Wait, you're going to address their complaints in the first episode? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're, we're going to acknowledge that this isn't the first version of the first episode. No, I'm going to pretend like it's the first version, though. Well, shit, dude, you know what would have been fun? For our uh, our big second anniversary episode, we should have done Hello City again. Mm. We fucked that up. We really fucked it up. Mm-hmm. That would have been a nice <laughs> entry point. We did Hello Shitty for our second episode. Um... No, I like that idea. I, but I, we did this for an, a guest that shall remain unnamed. Is our side of the conversation for some reason didn't record? So basically, I wrote the script of exactly what he said and we what we would have said, and we ripped back and re-recorded it and filled it in. Eagle-eared listeners, you could probably tell who it is. Um, but uh, but I think that's what we should do. I'm gonna write out the script to Hello City, but we're just gonna do it with more enthusiasm, better microphones. Yeah, yep, that makes yep, sense. Yep, yep, yep. Because it was yeah. funny. It was funny. We're so funny. But was it? Probably not. I remember we talked about what a bare naked lady sandwich would be like. That's truly. Can you believe that was on one of the first three episodes? People were already asking us the shit. It's just great pod. It is just great pod. Um, I need. I think I'm getting sick. I need a. Uh, what do they call it? A napkin for your nose? Uh, nosekins. A nosekin. Thank you. Hang on. I'm gonna cut this from the cast. <laughs> Uh, well, Ev, let's. This is a new experiment. It's a new frontier. We're gonna. <laughs> Mario's here. We're gonna give it a try together. He's doing his triple jumps, and we are going to do the Bare Naked Ladies podcast this week on the Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Can you? We have not. We are going to be on Bare Naked Ladies are me forever. I feel like this is. I know. Such. We've been on this album forever. Then we had a two week break. We had Christmas in here somewhere. Fuck. This album is just going to take forever. But we're still on it. Um, This week, our song is called Take It Back. If you're not familiar with it, here is a quick sample. It's hard enough to notice. Evan, take it back. Mm -hmm. You uh, what you are you a fan? You're not a fan. What'd you think of Take It Back? First time listen. It was uh, it was it was sort of right right down the plate for me. You know, like I would say this is probably one of my lesser favorite songs on the album, but it's still sure. okay. I I, I mean, are, 
go ahead i really liked like the like the dreamy piano sort of like long intro uh definitely wasn't what i expected when i read the lyrics but you know never is yes uh i 100 percent agree um the dreamy piano was definitely my favorite part of the song um which is kind of a bummer especially on a re-listen when i know that it's never going to get better than that like (laughs) we're hitting our apex literally one second into the song um so that was kind of a bummer i thought but i did i love that piano right like right at the beginning we have the piano and we have ty's drums that are like sampled through so the like really yeah. lo-fi it's like um, super syncopated shit going yeah. crazy yeah it sounds cool i really like it um you said the uh the um uh lyrics were kind of a bummer um what uh-oh i looked up take it back and it brought me to uh uh, any other guy would want to take it outside. <laughs> Nobody knows what this fucking song is. What what was a bummer for you, uh, Ray? The lyrics. Uh, I I didn't say it was a bummer. They just weren't. They were fine. It was just you know, pretty straight down the plate like, uh, reaction to you know post nine eleven world. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Okay, that's all. I didn't get it. I eventually got it. This is a nine eleven song, right? But it took me mm-hmm. a really, really long time to get there, right? Because there's some there's some 9-11 clues. We got shoe bombings, long lines, mm-hmm. warning signs. Is this a is this real life or or a a, a trailer for a motion picture? Long lines and warning signs. Yeah, they said pitcher. <laughs> it's very clear. And every live version, he also says pitcher too. Um, but I also think that there's a lot that doesn't fit with 9-11, which confused me. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically, the entire, the song is called Take It Back. And mm-hmm. Ed says, if I said something to make you mad, I will take it back. What the fuck does that mean in reference to 9-11? If I said something to make you mad, I will take it back. Well, he doesn't want want to let the terrorists win, right? (laughs) Okay, so he's apologizing (laughs) to the terrorists? Yeah, yeah, he's saying, hey, you know, I I know we said some things, uh, re the... uh, Gulf Wars, mm. and uh, you know we 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 regret every all of that. That's, so uh, that sucks. That <laughs> that's the dumbest. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it is like if if I made I you mad so. in the nineties, I feel real bad about the whole Iraq War thing. Sorry, um, but that is weird to me. I thought that was really strange. If I said something to make you mad. It becomes a bizarre line. My only read of it mm-hmm. was it's from Canada's POV, right? 
And it's, yeah, I guess. Because then the another line comes into focus for me, which confused me, which was, deliver me from my friends. Hey, my mm-hmm. friend, mm-mm-mm, little United States of America down here. I'm pointing down. Visual jokes work really well on a podcast medium. Mm-hmm. Deliver me from this. I'm not the United States. Imagination. Deliver me from my friends. You know, if I said something to make you mad, hey, please don't bomb whatever the Canadian equivalent of the World Trade Center is, right? Uh, the CN Tower. Yes, the Space Needle. Wait, that's Seattle, isn't it? That's Seattle, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the CN Tower. Um, so please The Parliament don't, House. <laughs> please don't bomb the Parliament House. Uh, do you think it could be Canada's weird simpering <laughs> version of, of an Apollo? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to denigrate Ed's message here, but do you have any thoughts on that? I have no idea. Like, I think that they just as usual they had sort of an idea and they kind of stuck to the idea it's like they had like so i imagine their song idea is like a dartboard and then they've just got a, got a bunch of lines and some of the lines are like you know straight you know bullseyes and some of them are just sort of near the edge of the board like sure. they're they're tangentially related to the theme sure <laughs> sure and that's that... and that's just songwriting right it's not like a it doesn't you don't have to have a, a narrative through line in every song yeah right yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. I can see that. Uh, what, but then it's just like, is this directly after uh, Maybe You're Right? I think yeah. it, I'm looking, right? So, yes, Maybe You're Right was literally like about 9-11 again, right? It was oversimplified. It was underthought. Nothing was ever done to stop it. Fortified by the lies. So uh, I didn't think it was about 9-11, but... Uh, <laughs> Me and Laser you, did. You and Laser definitely did. Right. So. <laughs> okay. But I feel like... Which is sort of it's sort of more for my argument that it isn't about 9-11, because why would you write two 9-11 songs back-to-back? I, maybe they thought, this is our, our programming block. This is our 9-11. <laughs> like, thematically, you kind of want your album to flow, right? You want sad songs, and then maybe, like, you want to move. So you put your 9-11 yeah. songs, you put all your ducks in a row. And that's fair. Like, Steve will happily put, like, six shitty boyfriend songs in a row so yeah yeah i mean talk about the brandon good ladies putting the same thing twice i mean we've mm-hmm. gotten every single steve song um and then and again this is a this is a, a page and robertson joint so i my, my bet is you know one of them was on point with the 9-11 references and another one wanted to sort of take it in a semi different direction so right. that's probably why we're getting a little bit of uh disconnect in the lyrics and i do yeah i, d- I definitely see some other stuff that that could speak to something else my initial thought for this song was like the narrator did or said something wrong he feels bad about it but he didn't know that what he was doing was bad at the time um you know like it's hard and then they're like you know hard to keep your mouth shut harder still to make noise maybe the apology can be the most difficult part it's hard to you know to get it out there it's hard to keep your mouth shut Harder still to make noise. Do you think an apology would have would have helped? Are we after nine st- eleven? Okay, we're still on the nine eleven tip. <laughs> yeah, if we just went to like if we just went to Bin Laden instead of like trying to hunt him down, we're like, hey, listen, we we both done some things that we regret. We've sure. all done stuff, so let's just try and put this behind us. Sure. Well, I mean, I think there's been a lot of of incidents in the United States history where we've you know we've we've done something and then somebody else has done a retaliatory move and then we're mm-hmm. like okay you know we're even it's good we're right? even so but but both sides have agreed mutually like all right no more 
no more. You're right. So I think, you know, if we had done the Iraq war and then 9-11 mm-hmm. had happened and we had both mutually said, okay, that's enough. Maybe the apology was the hardest part. Is that an apology? <laughs> no. Also, does this make me sound like a monster? Maybe. I don't know. Help me. Help me out of this hole I'm in, Ev. I, I, so you're saying we should apologize to the terrorists? I'm saying it would have it would have been nice. Maybe we shouldn't have done it, okay. definitely, but it would have been nice. Evan, yeah. why do you think there's yeah. a, a parallelism? At the end of, as a writer, I expect that you mm-hmm. know this. At the end of the first verse, we all fade to black. Attention, we all fade to black. At the end of the second verse, it all fades to gray. It all fades to gray. At the end of the third verse, we will never lose if we remove our shoes. What do you think the, <laughs> the, the, the parallelism is between fading to black and fading to gray in these verses? Um, it's just a... So what I'm seeing is a, an African-American gentleman uh, wearing sort of grimy socks mm. And then like a nice pair of Converse over it. And it's just about him taking off, taking everything off because his, his feet are black, his socks are gray, and then he's, he's got no shoes on now. Sure. That's, 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 that's my reach. So they were constructing a secret story. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the ends of these lines. And he is, of course, yeah. He's, this, he's, is about, this is about Will Smith's experience with uh, airport security. You say the words black man to Evan, and immediately Will Smith pops into his head. Obviously. <laughs> that's that's fair. All right. I mean, it's either Will Smith or Michael Dorn, the actor who plays Worf on Star Trek. Those are my, like... Wild. Who, those are the men who pop into my head. Wow. That's wild. Hold on. Now that, I, now that I'm not allowed to... Th- now that I can't think of Cosby anymore. Can I throw some at you? Can I, can I just throw some stuff at you? Okay. Arab. Arab, I am seeing um, Abed Nadir from Community. From Community. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, these are all... Wait, so some of them are actors and some of them are characters that the actors... Not Danny Pudi, but Abed Nadir. <laughs> yes, okay. yes, yes. I like that. Uh, and then let me throw um, Slovak. Slovak. I see a little girl running across the mountain because my grandfather, um, he was Slovak and he spoke... Uh, I think it's just Slovak, isn't that the language? So. Yeah, yeah, because it's not Czech. Um, but he had all these old movies, like old Slovak movies that he used to watch, and they were all weird movies. And like every single one was just like rolling hills with like a girl running across some singing in Slovak. He used to watch these regularly. He watched them all the time, and I was a kid, so I didn't really have a chance. I, like I didn't get to control the remote. That's fucking wild <laughs> these were this was just heidi girl of the alps in slovak basically basically yeah. like i have like lines of like slovak dialogue in my head because we watched them so many times what can you can you give us one and i'm sure we have some slovak no, listeners no out i'm not there. i'm not i'm not going to <laughs> not going to even pretend because they're like these are like half remembered lines of slovak dialogue from when i was like four years old sure okay let's uh uh save me from a villainous imagination is a uh-huh. good line. I really like that line. Yes. Save me from a villainous imagination. Deliver but it's also, I feel like it's the key to understanding this song. Um, like this this mm-hmm. person didn't do anything wrong, but maybe his bad brain 
makes him think that he did do something wrong. Um, what? How did you? Read so wait, it? not only do we are we supposed to apologize to the terrorists? We are not. They're not. We're like blaming the victim, like the guys who like crashed the plane into the World Trade Center are actually worthy of like uh, respect and uh, humanity. Well, listen. I, again, think this is from Canada's POV, where they say, okay. oh, shit, did I do... Oh, maybe I did do something bad. Like, save me from my villainous <laughs> imagination. Um, is that... I thought, he says, I thought he says, save me from a villainous imagination. Ooh, that very well could be. Um, you're yeah, right. Yeah, I think the the Google lyrics had it wrong. I think they, they said my, but he definitely says a. Yeah. But I, he might say my at some other point in the song, but... Yeah, I think it's it's hard because it's... You ha- you're coming off that M from from save me mm. from my villain my, my, my villainous imagination. Um, I don't mm. know. We'll let our we'll let our listeners decide. We always do. <laughs> uh, did you read that line uh, somewhat similar? Yeah, I mean, it was just. Uh, I think I don't think it was. Not I mean, a villainous imagination. So like, save me from somebody who's willing to do horrible things to me and my fellow citizens no that makes way more sense than save me from myself because i think i did something bad yeah no you're Mm -hmm. 100 percent right i think um yeah for sure for sure okay um do you think this is a instead of canada's reaction do you think this is like other terrorists reaction to the post 9-11 world let me see Hard enough to notice, harder still to react. Sure, they don't know what to do now that we have these more stringent, uh, you know, mm-hmm. no more than four ounces. Um, I don't know. And then they, they, just a stone throw from the center of our attention. So they are, they were planning an attack too, but they got like preempted by this big attack. Sure. We all fade to black. They wanted to kill themselves. Sure, yeah. It's hard enough to notice. Harder still to react Just a stone's throw From the center of our attention We all think It's hard enough to stomach But try to look away Is this a news report? Mm -hmm. Oh, so this is all from the POV Of a terrorist who just missed out out on their chance Like, it's hard to stomach Like, look at this shit Like, this is exactly what I was gonna do Fuck, this is a sad Yep, this could have been the, the could have been me. Is this so? Are we supposed to feel sympathy? You think for the character in this story, the terrorist that could have um... <laughs> tread I lightly. Know. I don't know, man. <laughs> tread lightly. Yeah. Do you think that? So this is a, a terrorist movie that is w- Will Smith is playing a terrorist <laughs> and uh, who missed it with with uh, his friend Abed N- Nadir. <laughs> yeah, it's like a comedy. Of, it's like a comedy of errors. Like uh, he like keeps trying to. Oh, it's like better off dead where mm. he keeps trying to perform terrorist acts but then like through a, an amusing set of circumstances they keep falling apart sure and then he finds love along the way yeah this is sort of maybe a mr bean if mr bean were a terrorist <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay <laughs> wait no because it falls apart it keeps you know he's trying to be a terrorist and then he just keeps fucking up mm-hmm. do you think this is the episode that's going to get us canceled i don't think mr bean fucks up is the thing R- excuse the, more than anything you've ever said on this podcast that's wild are you kidding he had a turkey on his I head mean, he doesn't right but he doesn't like like almost everything like that that's like one specific example of him like kind of fucking up mm. but like most of the stuff is just him like being very particular and weird about stuff mm. but like he gets it done like 
he's like driving his car with a with a, some, a set of sticks. Yeah. He's like on the beach, like trying to change clothes. Like he gets it done. It's just really weird. I mean, I feel like yes, in the shorter in the sketches. He gets it done. But in the movies, there has to be some conflict. So he erases Whistler's mother's face or whatever. And then he fucks mm-hmm. up. I mean, he straight up fucks up. You're right. He gets it done eventually. But that's yeah. that's a real long-term versus short-term. I think he did some irreparable damage. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. I don't know. <laughs> All right. But I, I, that's, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. I just have one more note on lyrics, lyrically. Um mm-hmm. Harder still to make noise is cute, but it does not sound good. Harder still to make noise. We can't have perfect because they they do the uh, you know it's hard to keep your mouth shut and it's very muted. Harder still to make noise, and then all the instruments come back. It's, it's like a big guitar blast, like yeah, kind of very eighties movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it world. <laughs> it could happen. It sounded. It was cute the first time I heard it. It's like a when you record a skit on an album, it's cute and funny the first time, and then mm-hmm. every other time you just hit the skip button. I felt like that was the equivalent of a skit yeah. to me. Did you enjoy what that? You like a on your second? I inst- did the first. No, no, no. Of course not. Okay. Um, <laughs> what have you recorded the perfect skit though? Well. That's a good question. I think a lot of song skits end up being listenable. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, what oh man, what's the perfect skit? I mean, there's no joke that gets funnier the more you tell it, I don't think, right? I don't know. That's like, I don't know. I think that there is, but that's sort of the joke, right? Like that, That's like the SNL thing. You just repeat something long enough, um, so many, enough times, it'll be funny. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If, if it's a catchphrase, I guess it's, I, I want to dip my balls in it. That's that was got yeah, funnier every yeah. time, yeah. It, but it's also sort of the Family Guy humor where if something goes on for three minutes, then it auto mm-hmm. it, it, because it goes in loops, right? It's funny mm-hmm. and then it's not funny and then it's gone on not funny for so long that it mm-hmm. becomes funny again. Wasn't there a Monty Python sketch about like the joke so funny that it killed people? Yeah. Okay. There are two peanuts walking down the street. One of them was assaulted. Peanut. That's the joke. <laughs> was it really the joke? That's the Nazi super joke. Holy shit. That's very, very, very funny. Yeah, I know. You're dead. <laughs> Saker, are you okay? No. Saker, I can't hear you. You're, you're cutting out. You just cut out. Um, all I'm seeing is a... Is a, is a like skull a, a, with two X's over the eyes. <laughs> I replaced right. my Skype picture real quick. Why are your, why are your teeth falling out? <laughs> it's just... You're in a dream I'm having. It's like, you're, it's like you just opened the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> and you're like melting... Your face is melting away. <laughs> Uh, just like the bare naked ladies felt when they were done with this album, like they were opening the Ark of the Covenant. Um, do you think they'll ever stop making albums? Yes, I think eventually they will die. Well, I mean, okay, so, so you, th- they, they won't stop. They will be stopped. That's <laughs> my question. It's are gonna, they gonna be me who stops them? <laughs> are they gonna retire, or are they gonna? Is something gonna have to stop them? No, I don't think they'll ever retire. I. I don't think they're a big enough ba- oh, fuck, but that Big Bang Theory money. Because I, I feel like they're going to have to work mm. until they can't work anymore. Right? Maybe well, not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they don't need the money, but I think that, you know. They enjoy it. They en- yeah, they enjoy it. And okay, here's a question. Who do you think is going to be, like, when one of them dies, Yeah. 
do you think they'll just keep carrying on or do you think it'll be like like a like a platter situation where they'll just like start like replacing members with younger people until like the entire like bnl it's like 50 years from now yeah. and there are no original members or like sometimes like every once in a while they like wheel ed out on the stage with like a colostomy bag and his like fucking motorized scooter <laughs> and he'll play a couple licks on his guitar and i would not be surprised and i know that we're we're having fun we're making some jokes we're riffing that's what we do but i would not be surprised because i feel like ed feels like he is the bare naked ladies the bare naked ladies go where ed goes mm-hmm. so i feel like it could mm-hmm. be a beach boy situation where it's just ed mm-hmm. robertson and three randos and they're touring as the bare naked ladies right um so yeah i think let's all be real ty's gonna die first and they're gonna replace him piecemeal yeah. And then fucking Kev's going to quit because he's going to retire. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Jim will hang on as long as he can. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be yeah. it's going to be Ed, Jim, and two randos for a while, and then we're going to split off. Which is going to be nice because I think when he has a rando, he's going to assign, like, Steve's songs to that guy, right? And we're going to get uh-huh. a bunch of the Steve hits out again. I'll bet. Nice. I, would well, like I don't that. think he will. I don't think he will assign. Like, if he gets a rando, he's not going to have a rando singer. It's not going to be like a uh, journey situation where they get a whole new lead singer. I think Ed's yeah. just going to keep doing the, keep shouldering the the lead singer bur- burden. Yeah, you might be right. You might be right. Maybe we'll never get some Steve songs again. Bummer. Hey, speaking of, maybe uh, maybe it'll just spin apart. Like you know, we've got Steve and out out doing with the Trans Canadian Highwaymen and everything like that, out doing his own thing, mm-hmm. and then like Ed will start his own Bare Naked Ladies band and. Jim will start his own bare naked ladies band and oh, Kev will start their own shit. bare naked ladies band. So, yeah. So we'll have like seven bare naked ladies, but here's the thing. If they do that, there's no fucking way I'm covering all their albums. Okay. <laughs> but you must, my friend, we're doing Stephen page after this and then we're moving to brothers. No, Kragen. we're not. No. Okay. Hey, you know what? That's, I'm done. That's I'm done. I walk. I walk when this is <laughs> moving over. Moving a thin buckle. Then we're moving to Tyler and the Tylettes. Mm, mm, um, mm. This was a fun experiment. <laughs> oh, and what a long path we still have ahead of us, friend. Um, see, but here's the thing is we kind of already have that because the Stephen Page trio plays Bare Naked Lady Mm -hmm. songs. Uh, I'm Brothers Cregan, you know, I'm sure the few shows they play a year, they're probably playing Bare Naked Lady songs. We kind of already have a bunch of Bare Naked Lady songs. I love you. I love you. We kind of, I always say with a Scottish accent, oh, that's not very good. (laughs) That's Liverpution a little bit. But I, I Jesus and the Christ. <laughs> the Jesus and the Christ. I feel like we do have a bunch of Bernica ladies out there already. Yeah. Kind of. Hey, Every day. speaking of, and we got to address current before we get back to take it back. Um, have you been watching at all Ed's um, live streams that he's been doing? <laughs> no. <laughs> he's doing live streams to, like, uh, to raise money for... Um, some sort of COVID-19 relief. I'm not sure if it's a food drive or something, but it's cool. He got on, he played like uh, mm-hmm. six or seven songs uh, to a live stream and he's been doing like videos on Facebook and on Instagram and it's been fun. I was driving to yeah, good, pick up- Good for him and good for you. Pick up pizzas and it was cool. He did like odds are and uh, bank job and uh, it was it was just, it was a good old time. Fun to listen to. I'm happy for you <laughs> and for him. <laughs> Tell me your feelings on the situation. What this world what this world needs is more love. <laughs> <laughs> love, sweet love. Um 
Okay, uh, so we talked about, talked about the lyrics. Hey, you know what? I was scared that these episodes were going to be shorter than our regular episodes. No fear. God damn. No fear, yeah, Cavalier. I kind of wished to. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we could be in and out. Um, Ed, Ed, Ed's a, Ed puts a little... Did you, did, was it just me or did Ed put a little bit of country licks on his vocals? Like he had a little country twang to his voice. Oh, I didn't notice that. What? What? Can I put in a lyric? What lyric stood out to you with that country twang? Pitcher. Okay, yeah, that was... Is this a news report or a trailer for a motion picture? It all fades. I try very hard not to be a, a language uh, uh, prescriptivist. And I don't correct people when, you know, when they say acts or whatever, because language evolves. But pitcher is still one that fucking grates on me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why pitcher does it for me. But yeah, that was yeah, weird. I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah, I think for me, it's a um, scene instead of saw. Where you just use, mm. I, I seen this, I seen that, mm-hmm. and I get I get that it's vernacular, right. and uh, you know I understand what they're saying, so I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, you know I don't it grates on me a little bit. Sure, yeah, no, I, I get you. Um, are you sure it's not S C E N E, and they're just setting the scene for you? Like I seen um, this man coming out of a store, so like. Maybe the I is even a Roman numeral. So it's like I robot. Exactly. Like, I seen. I, seen. I boy. <laughs> it, iPad. It could be a Roman numeral. It could be scene one. They're saying I seen. When uh, they say it again, do they say I I seen? <laughs> Eventually V I I seen. I think it's pronounced I. <laughs> seen. That's possible. Um, I did. Yeah. There was there was some country influence in here when they uh. The acoustic comes in, um, mm-hmm. like right after we have that beautiful little intro, and then like, I feel like it kind of Ed's Ed's touch kind of spoiled this song for me, like, mm. and then it follows it up with another acoustic guitar for the rhythm, and then it's like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I just I wasn't I wasn't into it. it's it's fine. I think the the little three note tone that goes through the whole song kind of complements the piano, but. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't, I felt like this song could use like a big, uh, I don't know, something more interesting than just two. Like a horn things. section. You just need like horns to cut in at any point. Motherfucker, yes. Like, horns are strings, that right? That would have been fucking great. I would have loved that. Give me the whole. chamber orchestra. Yes. The Kronos Quartet. <laughs> Give me the vitamin string orchestra, the vitamin string quartet. I would have been into it. Um, yeah, but I don't know. But but generally just something about Ed's touch was the anti-Midas for mm-hmm. me. Um yeah, he definitely, he, it just felt country to me. And again, that's not necessarily a turnoff mm-hmm. uh, for me, but like, when, especially during the chorus, there was like, I, you could barely hear it, but like a slide guitar, like oh. kind of like, like in the back. Interesting. And I just barely heard it. If I said something to make you mad, I will take it back. Maybe, you know what? I think I. I wrote that there's a lot to like in this song, but so much of it is buried in generic sounding garbage. So, <laughs> I mean, had they pulled that, like that, that slide guitar out, had they done something with it, that could have been cool. That could have been cool as hell. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah. I think the, for me, it's just the, the piano was a real, the real selling point as always. Yes. Kev is my, Kev is my uh, savior. Yep, it's gentle. It's sweet. It's, he does something different with it on the intro and outro. He kind of like riffs on the theme. Like, mm-hmm. Just fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Kev is great.
I know. <laughs> I'm telling the listeners, Evan. Um, the one thing I did I like. I think they know too. The one thing I did like about that. You know, we there's a lot of people who've never listened to Bare Naked Ladies who listen to our stupid podcast. So maybe they don't know. Well, I mean, we talk about how great Kevin is like every episode. That is true. Uh, the one thing that stood out to me on the chorus were those gang vocals. The um, mm-hmm. uh, everybody coming in to, to harmonize, and uh, you know that's the Bernicke ladies' touch. Um, yeah, and they did they did like a high harmony too. It was like a ee, it wasn't like a, a, a normal harmony. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, that's. Did you have anything else about the song proper? No. Okay. Uh, I listened. Did you listen to the live versions? I did. I I heard one live version in the bathroom session. Um, yeah. The live version I heard was just Jim and Ed, which was neat. Mm-hmm. Not mind blowing. Did you have anything to say about it? No, no. Cool. I, I I got there like the one they did at Glen Gould, uh, and then the one they did at Dublin mm-hmm. is the one I listened to, and they just were basically the song. Like they didn't do anything special with right. it. And I, uh, but the bathroom session though, I liked. Uh, Ed starts out with like an arpeggiated guitar, yes. which I really liked. I feel like if he just played it straight, it wouldn't have been good. But he definitely it it it, it kicked it up a notch for His me. His fingering is fucking like insanely fast. Uh, yeah, it was really mm-hmm. impressive to watch, and uh, he could. Yeah, it's like he's a professional guitarist. <laughs> Almost, um, he couldn't have kept that pace up. But God, I wish the whole song he would have arpeggiated and sang, and fuck, that would have been. Oh God, that would have been tough. A, a nightmare, but I would have loved to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, Ev, I think there's yeah? just one more thing to talk about in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> and that's plugs. Ev, <laughs> no wait. <laughs> What's chairs? <laughs> what uh what what romantic comedy did this song remind you of? Fade to black. Jack Black. <gasps> this Shallow Hal is based on Shallow Hal. You <laughs> really? got it in one. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. The only Jack Black romantic comedy I could think of. Well you got it. You got it perfectly. Good deal. Like Jack Black has I mean, he's got charisma mm-hmm. and he's definitely got like that energy about him. And it's it's like that comedy thing where a kind of schlubby, you know, butterface guy ends up with like attractive women all the sure. time. And it's always always comedy. Like it's like the uh, like honeymooners slash like Family Guy slash Simpsons oh, thing. Yeah. Like where King the husband is just kind of kind of a like schlubby piece of shit, and then the wife is like way out of his sure. league as far as looks. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Um, but anyway, uh, so Shallow Hal, if the listeners don't know, it's a 2001 Ferrelli Brothers movie uh, starring Gwyneth Paltrow and Jack Black uh-huh. and, of course, Jason Alexander as uh, Jack Black's friend Mauricio. Um, <laughs> really? Mauricio? Mauricio. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So Jack Black plays Hal, the eponymous Hal, who is a man who's obsessed with physical beauty. He has no love life, as you would expect, being Jack Black and palling around <laughs> with fucking Jason Alexander. <laughs> Um, so the movie, uh, starts out in the club with them fucking around and then he asks his neighbor out, Jill. Uh, she says she's not really interested in him cause she thinks he's too shallow. He gets stuck in a, uh, uh, elevator with Tony Robbins, uh, the guru who then hypnotizes him to see only inner beauty. That's, that's the, the, the plot of the movie basically Got it. is, uh, now he sees how beautiful someone is on the inside, which is fucking weird. Why? Right? Like, how do you, how do you know, how is it possible Oh, like, before you outside of like ma- magic, outside of like literal magic, right. to like v- like look at someone and without meeting them, talking to them, just like a glance, like do a total value judgment of their entire soul. It's it's a wild plot hole. Fucking so yeah. So like you should be right into guru. the the Farrelly brothers. <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> 
They probably send me like a bag of shit. <laughs> I believe that was a plot point in Dumb and Dumber too. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So Tony Robbins, uh, fitness guru Tony Robbins, hypnotizes Hal, and uh, he sees only uh, people's inner beauty. Does, so does Tony Robbins he, uh, hypnotize people? Is that part of his fitness routine? Yeah, he's like he's like Tony Robbins, like fit, fitness guru slash genie, like because he's got some sort of magical power, right. like a witch. I just like Tony Robbins in real life. Is that a thing he does? No, no. Okay, all right. I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I think he just he's just like a, a self help guru. Sure, right? sure. Yeah, yeah. Or he was. I don't know what he's doing Nothing. now. This is back to this is this is close to tw- twenty years Jesus ago. Fucking um, Christ. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so Hal meets Rosemary, uh, who's the daughter of the uh, company, the president of the company he works for, and uh, they have a meet, a meet cute, basically, because he sees her as Gwyneth Paltrow, and in reality, she's uh, a larger woman, mm-hmm. um, but her soul is pure, so he sees her as Gwyneth Paltrow, because apparently that's you know how you look when your soul is pure. Right. Um, so you know they kind of get together, and he, you know, the joke is as most Ferrelli brothers movies, it's based on like some sort of like you know fat shaming fat phobic stuff where he he'll see you know it's just him like gooning out on women who are larger in you know in actuality but he sees them as like smoking hot babes because you know like it it's weird because like i guess he would see larger people who are also assholes as just they would look exactly the same same, right right? so so it equates like outer beauty with inner beauty so like which is weird um i don't like that at all but again this is a 2001 romantic comedy so i'm not like this i can't really hold this to any sort of standard um so anyway uh eventually mauricio is concerned about hal's uh interest in women uh and gets uh for tony robbins to give him the trigger phrase that breaks the hypnotization um he you know there's the standard third act miscommunication where he uh breaks off ties with rosemary and then falls in love with her again and then goes and uh joins the peace corps to be with her that's it basically that's the movie um good ass movie oh also mauricio has a vestigial tail yep uh that's why he (laughs) he helped that's why he helped uh he wanted to break Cal up with uh, Rosemary because he was jealous because he could feel he never felt he could get close to women because he has a tail. But at the end, he meets a woman who likes dogs, oh, so everything's okay. That's fucking disgust. I mean, th- that's why she likes him because he has a tail. That yeah, means she's yeah. like sexually attracted to dogs too, right? And there's nothing nothing wrong with with like liking. I don't know. I guess if you're attracted to tails, if you're like a furry or something like that, and like it's you're doing it with another consenting adult human yeah. i guess that's the best case scenario right yeah, like yeah i'd rather she slept with jason alexander than a dog yeah i guess jason alexander is one step up from a dog <laughs> i love jason <laughs> alexander he's great jason if you're listening buddy come on to the podcast we'd love to have you <laughs> yeah we'd love to have you talk about bnl <laughs> now so of course the movie goes out on a uh on a sustained fart where uh Hal tries to carry Gwyneth Paltrow to the car marriage style, but she's too big, so she carries him instead. Yikes. So it's, that's not as bad as it could be, but still. But anyway, the reason why this is uh, Shallow Hal, this song, obviously, um, first off, we fade to Jack Black. Um, he is being saved from his villainous imagination, right? Uh-huh. He's uh, too shallow. Delivering from his friends, Mauricio is a piece of shit, too. Uh-huh. They're all shit. Uh-huh. Um, 
he uh you know the the if i said something to make you mad i'll take it back that's just standard rom- that could be any romantic comedy mm-hmm. right so that's easy um so the thing about it is it's hard enough to stomach but he can't look away because you know oh. he's he's attracted to these women now who he wouldn't normally have been attracted to because he's so shallow and such a piece of shit sure so i mean it's all there's uh you know all the warning signs are there um you know is, it's just uh it's hard it's hard go ahead oh i mean is this a trailer for a motion picture yes the motion yes. picture shallow. yes this is literally <laughs> and i mean it is a uh, it is jack black so it's impossible for him to keep his mouth shut um <laughs> and but i guess i guess it is not hard for him to make noise mm-hmm. so yeah but again uh at the end of the movie he's got this perfect 2020 vision back he's got this perfect 2020 hindsight he realizes he loves rosemary mm-hmm. no matter how she looks uh he sets his shallowness aside and uh they enjoy their fate together sure. in the peace corps um i guess several things about this uh number one r.i.p to the film's one of the film's composers adam schlesinger who wrote part of the score for this mm-hmm. movie of fountains of wayne crazy how much shit he did oh wow like in, in insane wow. um that how prolific mm-hmm. the dude was uh number two is the phrase shallow hal a play on literally anything mm, i think it's just words that sound good together because <laughs> okay, it feels like they both make the same like shallow has the word hal in it how yeah it's it's assonance they have they share the same vowel noise Yes, yes, yes. Shallow how. I would have called it I would have called it marshmallow shallow how. <laughs> I would have called would it have been obsessed with eating marshmallows the whole time. Yes, paddling around with marshmallow shallow how. Would have been a great film. Here we go. <laughs> um and uh 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 number 3, I did not realize how prolific the Far- Farley brothers were. And mm-hmm. almost their book ended, right? They start their career with Dumb and Dumber, a mm-hmm. great movie, like truly mm-hmm. a great movie. Then everything mm-hmm. in the middle is the most like uh, it could have been like uh, the asylum films of the 1990s, like movies that I guess existed. <laughs> I mean, there's something about Mary was good, but Kingpin, Me, Myself yeah. and Irene, Shallow How, Stuck on You, Fever Pitch, The Ringer, Hall Pass, The Three Stooges, Movie 43, Dumb and Dumber 2, literal like just like comedies in the most technical sense of the word and the most recent film mm-hmm. academy award best picture winner green book wow that's wild to me what the fuck were that what that's a career trajectory that blows my mind well we, we should all be so lucky <laughs> we, we should all be so lucky um hey man i'd shit my pants if i made uh dumb and dumber too <laughs> or when harry met lloyd <laughs> what a terrible god what a bad the only thing good about that one was the title dumb and dumber 2 right it's very funny um wasn't it D- dumb and dumberer there were two movies dumb and dumberer was the prequel dumb and dumber mm-hmm. 2 to was the sequel dumb, uh, dumb and dumberer is the one that ends with bob saget yelling shit as loud as he can for some reason, I remember that from my theater-going experience. Well, that was that was sort of the thing, like in the in the um, late '90s, early aughts, because Sa- Bob Saget was that uh, you know Full House guy. Mm-hmm. So it was just having him like talk about drugs and like swear words and things. Yeah. And like, oh, Danny Tanner swearing, meow. Yeah, yeah, that is funny. Um, interesting. They have a theme throughout their movies depicting able-bodied people as stupid and disabled people as 
more aspirational or gifted? What? Uh, yeah. yeah, that's actually in Shallow Howl. Shallow, one of uh, Shallow Howl's uh, friends, Walt, is played by Renee Kirby, who is a comedian with spina bifida. Wild. Wow, that's great. Uh, I mean, not that he, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. All right. Let's go ahead and rate this song. Um, okay, so, uh, Ev, as you know, I'm sure, we rate these songs on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The more naked these songs are, the better they are. The more clothes they're wearing, the worse. So, Ev, as usual, we are going to start with you. On a scale of bare naked to fully clothed, where does this song fall for you? I'm going shopping. Whoopee! I head down to the Ohio thrift store because I buy all my clothes at the thrift store. So I walk in there. I uh, select a nice T-shirt with a picture of, let's say, uh, Tori, a Japanese Tori arch on it, mm-hmm. and it says like, "I I attended the Fukushima Daiichi uh, softball tournament, 2001 family reunion," and uh, then I get a uh, a nice like um, flannel to go over that, like something something tasteful with a nice plaid. I get a nice pair of jeans. Uh, skinny jeans but not too skinny because i like my balls to breathe Mm -hmm. um pair of argyle socks a nice pair of shoes that are only a little bit too small for me um you know what i'm going crazy so i just go to the hat rack and i just grab one off there it is a um it is a uh one of those green visors that uh accountants (laughs) use in the old timey uh (laughs) poker dealers uh shows yeah yeah uh interesting okay yeah, so I go and I, I buy all these clothes. I take them home. I put them on, my shirt, my my pants, my my uh, sweater, my hat. I'm looking, I'm like, oh man, this looks sweet. And I like look in the mirror. I'm like, wait, no, I look like a fucking idiot. It's <laughs> disgusting. Oh, these clothes suck. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh-huh. So I uh, I take them and I put them back in the bag and take them back to the thrift store. I'm like, can you can you please? And they say no, no returns. <laughs> and I say, take it back. Take it back. And they won't. They won't. So I'm just stuck with this fucking outfit for the rest of my life. Sure. And that's my story. But the good news is, is I only paid $30 for sure. it. Sure. So. Yeah. Uh, and the you also don't have to wear it all together. Oh, I have to. Oh, you do. I see. They're connected by a, a never, red thread. That's the thing. You, If you know anything about me, is that I never mix and match. I buy specific outfits that are composed and put together right. and I never mix and match clothes. Right, 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 right. In fact, if like if like my shirt gets a hole in it or like I rip like my my seam in my pants, I just throw the whole outfit away. I burn them all. It's true. I've seen you get a tiny hole in your sock and you've stripped nude in front of me and thrown mm-hmm. your clothes out the window. We were on the 50th yeah. floor of the Sears Tower. A bizarre moment yeah. to be sure. It was either that or just vomit everywhere because I can't stand it. <laughs> you get a very strange... The Farley brothers would look upon you with delight. Um, yeah. I think for me, uh, this song, um, I'm going on a vacation to a distant tropical island. I'm going <laughs> to the Caribbean. Uh, and uh, this is long after our, our current crisis. Um, so I'm getting on the plane. I'm going to the airport. And I have my bag with me, and I've stuffed my bag. I am, I've like fucking, it's bulging at the sides. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm checking in, I'm putting my bag on the scale, and she says, Sir, this bag is overweight. And I say, I, d- I didn't realize they had to be a certain, 
I didn't realize they had to be a certain weight. Fuck. Okay, um, just give me like 10 minutes. Now, right now, I'm in a nice button-down Hawaiian shirt. The first three buttons unbuttoned. I have a tropical mm. sun hat on. I'm wearing some khaki shorts. I'm ready to be on the tropical beaches. But I mm-hmm. go into the bathroom with my bag, and I, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? I can't throw these clothes out. I can't, like, go home. My flight is in, like, an hour. I got to fucking... Okay, so I, I take all these clothes out of the bag, and I put them on. And I go back mm-hmm. with the, the, you know, I, I've taken maybe two pairs of pants, a couple shirts out of the bag. I put them on. I don't look bizarre, but I certainly, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm overdressed. Put it back on the thing. Sir, this is still far, far, far overweight. All right. I got to go back. I go in the bathroom. I just load. I, I put on every shirt that I have in this bag. I shouldn't have brought that delicate Ming vase, but I, I have to keep that there. It's very, very heavy. <laughs> you don't travel without your <laughs> no, Ming. I don't. You know it. Uh, so I come out. I'm wearing like four, five, six, seven shirts. I'm wearing like six pairs of pants. I'm wearing all my underwear. My socks are on my hands. Um, and I come out and she says, sir, this'll do. And I nod in my puffed up pork and beans suit. And I just say, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then I, I, I have to cut, I don't know why I brought gloves, but I cut the fingers off my gloves because I have to be able to play my delicate piano ditty uh, when I get to my uh, hotel in the uh, the tropical Car- Caribbean. Um, so as as a as a thank you to Kev, I cut my fingers off of my gloves so that I can play you're the piano. To, you're about to ruin someone's fucking day when you get on the plane too, because <laughs> you're just like in a hove yourself into this seat, yep. this tiny seat, and like take up all this cloth room. Yeah, I have a middle seat too. It fucking, I'm sorry, everybody, but so what I gotta do. Uh, so yeah, I, I was not really a fan of this one. I feel like we're we're getting into some rough territory in Vanica Ladies or Me. We'll talk a little bit next week about vanishing, uh, but Ooh, I feel like I'm the one vanishing. I feel like we're getting into some scary scary tory, as I call it. So, Ev, we'll mm, talk more about know. this song when we come back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. <laughs> hey, Evan. <laughs> if you could live in, like, one, like, product world, uh-huh. like, say, like, you got to live in, um, like, the, the McDonald's, sure. like, place, no. like, with Grimace and Hamburger and stuff, or you got to live in, like... I don't know. I'm trying to think of other well, I, places. I was, other, like, I was on it like, from the beginning. I mean, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the only answer is Garnier Fructis World. Oh, okay. What's that? Well, I mean, we just, I feel like we just talked about this a few episodes ago, but it's a world where even the simple act of shampooing your hair can make you feel a sensation akin to an orgasm. So it's just like you've just replaced sh- heroin with shampoo. Yeah, I feel like I would be showering a lot of the so day. So nobody gets, everyone's in the shower all the time. Society falls apart. God, you know. it's probably a sexless world. I, I guess not. I mean, masturbation is easy. It doesn't mean it's a sexless world. We still want that interaction with others. Right, right. But the right. birth rate does I mean, rapidly decline. Um, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. What world would you live in? I think I'd live uh, maybe like the, the Lucky Charms world. That seems like a mean, mean-spirited world. I just like chasing leprechauns. Sure, but the leprechauns are chasing you in that world, right? Because he wants his lucky charms, and you have them. Yeah, yeah. You're trying. You're trying. I want to. I want to. I want to flip the script. <laughs> so, so you don't want the lucky charms. You want him to have them. I don't fucking like lucky charms. Yeah, I think they're. 
I think I want him to have them, but like I don't. I want. It's all about the chase, right? I think sure. we're all about. The, I think both. I think we both understand. Like, there's like that. Do you ever see that commercial where he actually gets some, yeah. and then like he just kind of like, the just like looks at the bowl with like a sort of like a, a, a sigh, and you see his shoulders round and his head just droops a little bit, yeah. and the little four leaf clover on his hat kind of kind of wilts a little bit, and he says. Don't know what I'm gonna do now. <laughs> now that I got my lucky charm. My life's goal fulfilled. Oh, shucks, golly. Sodom and Gomorrah. So it's basically like a Garnier Fructis world, except that instead of the lucky charms are the Garnier stuff. Sure. And I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen a lucky charms commercial, so I don't remember if he actually gets them. You know, I don't remember, but I do remember that there was a tricks campaign where you could, if you bought a box of tricks, you could send in the box top and vote whether the rabbit got the tricks or not. And I- Oh, and did he? I think he did, but I remember voting as a kid, no. Because what, I, I think I thought as a kid, what the fuck is he, where's this gonna go from there? <laughs> like when you do it. I think I remember the episode. I think I remember the commercial where he got them because <laughs> he takes a bite finally. And then like he starts like metamorphosizing into different fruits. Oh yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, but then, like, why is he still doing it? I guess because one bite isn't enough. Yeah, I mean, so you, you got your Garnier Fructis shampoo, right? You had your orgasm, yeah. but, like, that doesn't mean you never want to have another orgasm That's again. That's the slogan of orgasms. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> Always. Yes, yes. Always um, Coca-Cola. <laughs> so let's go back. Cocaine, heroin, good. We're back on track. Um... <laughs> Yeah, okay. Well, what's your... Hey, Ev, what's your Mount Cereal more? Give me... Actually, just give me your top three. My top three favorite cereals? Yeah, bro. You're gonna you're gonna hate me. Like, uh, Bran Flakes oh, is my favorite cereal. Fuck fucking on. love me some Bran fuck Flakes. you. I told you. I eat, like... I fucking... I fucking will chow down on some fucking Bran Flakes. I will go crazy no, on uh, Bran listen, Flakes. Listen, I'm with you for Cracklin' Oat Bran. Those little squares. No. Ugh. 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 Fuck off. You're... you're a I got... I got tired of eating crackling oat bran. Like it made me sick to my stomach. I'm like, I don't want any more of this. Really? Yeah, I can't. I can't do sweet as much as I used to be able to. Wow. Like as a kid, I remember loving like sweet cereals, but now some of them are too sweet. Like this is really shitty, but like I get like chocolate. Chocolate Rice Krispies are are good. Uh -huh. I like those, but I have to cut them with regular Rice Krispies because they're just That's, too chocolatey for me. That is fucking wild. That's the fucking most insane thing I've ever heard. <laughs> No, what do you mean? Like, I like I like a little bit of chocolate. I like a little chocolate, but I don't want to be, like, overpowered by it. You truly have slipped into old manhood so quickly. I feel like you used to be a big party boy, and now you're cutting your chocolate Rice Krispies with regular Rice Krispies. I don't think I ever, like, I haven't really eaten, like, sweet cereal since I was a kid. And I'll, I'll occasionally get, like, a... A box of like cinnamon toast crunch, but okay. As far as sweet cereals, I'm gonna go now. Gold, golden grams. Okay. Um, then it doesn't probably. It doesn't have to be Lucky sweet. Charms. You could do golden grams, Lucky Charms, and Bran Flakes. That's fine. No, I, well, I would do if I actually talking about cereals I eat is uh, uh, Bran Flakes number one. Second one is uh, um, what are those wheat biscuits? I forget what they're called. Mi mini wheats. Frosted mini wheats. Mini wheats. Yeah. Not frosted, regular mini wheats, but, but wait, 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 I get, I get like a, I get the frosted mini wheats and I get the regular wheat mini wheats and then I'll do like three quarters regular mini wheats and I'll just put a couple frosted this ones in there. Sucks. So I get the, I get the sugary. This zane. sucks. <laughs> I sprinkle. Yeah, I told you, you were going to like a this. A pinch of sugar over my mini wheats in the morning. 
Yeah, yeah, because I don't want to like, they're just too sweet, man. Oh, bro, like, okay. Here's the correct, I'll t I mean, well, what's your third? What's your third? Uh, we'll say, I'm trying to think, probably Rice Krispies. Plain old Rice Krispies, maybe with a couple chocolates in there. You're a nightmare. I hate that you cut your cereals. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that is the mark of a cereal killer. And I don't mean the pun, I truly mean that you're going to stab someone someday. Uh, for me, I just bought them. A box of Frosted Flakes cannot beat. Frosted Flakes are so fucking good. Uh, but you go Frosted Flakes, you go... Yeah, I like to mix them with uh, regular corn flakes. I hate you so much. <laughs> Frosted Flakes, Lucky Charms, which I know you like to cut with just ears of corn. You like to <laughs> just like... You know, I'll, eat, I'll eat Lucky Charms straight because they're already cut. Like, just a bowl of marshmallows would be the Lucky Charms, but the Lucky Charms are cut with already cut with like those like not really sweet little sure. gubbins. Now, I have gone to, in all honesty, I have gone to one of our favorite uh, grocery stores before, Jungle Gyms, and bought a box of the Lucky Charms marshmallows and, and picked out on those. Yeah. It's a good time. Um, and then the third one, yeah. I am with you on, I love Raisin Bran. Raisin Bran is good shit. Too sweet? Um, the it's it's so sugary. Like the it has more sugar in it than like Lucky Charms. Really? Yeah. Check it out. Just because of raisins? The raisins and they're also coated in sugar. Did you ever notice that? The raisins are. No. Yeah. I, I didn't notice that. That's you talking. You're talking about like post raisin brand with like the big sun with the two scoops. Yeah. Yeah. Those those raisins are sugared, boy. Oh fuck. Okay. Well. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna just get diabetes and die. Uh, but honestly, do you know what feeling eating cereal gives you? Yeah. Yeah, like it's nice, but for me, just like any other sugary thing or fatty thing, it makes me nervous nowadays. And speaking of nerves, you can listen to a new show on the Orange Grows Podcast Network that's not new at all, that's called Nervous Rex. That's right. With Nervous Rex, it's 50% rewatch, 50% first watch, 100% trauma. Joe revisits the anime Neon Genesis. I don't want that. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. While Chris watches for the first time and they unpack everything they see. So Joe and Chris watching NGE and enjoying it. The reason I bring it up now is that they are on the home stretch. They're on episode 24 out of 26. So we are in the home stretch at this point of, of a very God, good imagine, show. Imagine that, like just having a podcast that will end. We have an end point. Do we? It's deeply in the future, but we do have an end point. <laughs> it's coming. Be All patient. Right. Be patient. And in the meantime, join the talk discord in our show notes and leave questions for Nervous Rex mailbag episode coming soon. Uh, okay. Okay. Do you have anything else to say about Serial or Neon Genesis Evangelion? I thought it was like, I thought Nervous Rex was like R-E-X, like a king. Ah, uh, it's an Oedipus um, uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah. Podicus. Yeah, where they, uh, Fuck. Yeah, they just look at like uh, past monarchs that have had uh, anxiety issues. That's not bad. Yeah. Well, there. I think there's a lot to unpack with, you know, uh, King Henry and his wives, and that would be fun. Nervous Rex actually does sound like a very good podcast that I would be very bad at because I don't know anything about yeah. history and refuse to learn. Okay. Well, then we'll never do it. Okay. Sounds good. Bye. Another idea discarded. Goodbye. <laughs> And we're back with more It's All Been Done, a Bare Ladies podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin our gigantic, huge, enormous wheel 
and see what we have going on this week. Today's segment is called I Have Learned. What lessons could be taken from this song? Who mm. boy. Okay. Well, I think there's a lot of, I mean, I think this whole song is kind of a lesson unto itself, right? Long lines, warning signs. Think of all the lives saved by plastic knives. Like the lesson is safety. Be cautious. The lesson is, is you an apology can go a long way. That's a good one too. Uh, some say don't negotiate with terrorists. I say just straight up apologize to them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what'll it hurt, right? One hundred percent. Like you're not giving like words words are cheap, man. So just say just say you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um if you if you offend someone, make absolutely sure, no matter if you feel like you're in the right or in the wrong, to just fucking suck it up, crawl mm-hmm. back, and say, I'm sorry. Yeah, be the bigger person. Seriously. Uh yeah. I mean, no. I mean, <laughs> uh-oh, one of us is serious and one of us is joking. And something happened halfway through this. Uh, yeah, I guess so. What would you would you would you rather would you rather fade to black or fade to gray? Hmm. At the end of my life, or just like right now? Or just take your? Or would you rather? Okay, your choices are fade to black, fade to gray, or take off your shoes. <laughs> I would. 100% of the time choose taking off my shoes or taking off like my shoes and socks. You're a barefoot boy. I know that your answer is love to take it. off my shoes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be wearing shoes in the first place. So like, do you want to just like, when you die, do you want there to be nothing afterwards or you don't want there to be purgatory, endless gray where you're just sure. uh, a mind floating in space, slowly going insane. Sure. Um, and you're alone, right? I suppose. So that's kind of like what we have right now. The quarantine, the COVID-19 crisis is our endless purgatory at the moment. Yeah, except that you wouldn't even be in your house. You would just be floating in like the Matrix. Sure. But also like Lawrence Fishburne isn't there to give you a closet full of guns. Sure. And I I could or couldn't play through the entire Yakuza saga on my PlayStation 4 in purgatory. You, If you remembered it, you, you could play through it. <laughs> okay, so you have to bring things along. No, I mean, you just have to like, you'd have to like pretend to do it. It'd be like being in solitary confinement (laughs) forever. I see. So anything I can conceive of and pretend I'm doing, I can do. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you have total, uh, total uh, autonomy. I do. I feel like I could synthesize a conversation between people I know between you and I right now. If I thought about it, I could predict what your responses would be to things and I could have a fake conversation. Okay, cool. Do it. Okay, so I would say, uh, hey, Evan, and you would say, uh, um, do you ever think that people who have butlers in their houses um, are richer than me? (laughs) (laughs) That that was close. That was close. You went from A to to B with that. I would have gone from A to C. Like, do you ever think the people who have butlers in their houses, uh, like, get worried when they're, like, masturbating that the butler is, like, below the <laughs> floorboards or something? Below the floorboards. Because that that's what butlers do is they, like, maintain wine cellars, right? I that, think that's specifically all that's all they're good for. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, like, a butler is just, like, a head servant, right? They're not, like, they just sort of, like, a catch-all. They do everything. You wouldn't just have a butler. Like, you'd have, like other servants for them to buttle around a sommelier no hey you mentioned something that i wanted to mention which is like we've invented Mm -hmm. words of course over the course of human history like editor the word to edit was never a word before editor 
uh, came about. And because mm-hmm. editor sounds like it has that ER ending, people thought it was oh someone who edits as an editor. Butler, we, we don't say to buttle. You just did, which delighted me. But why isn't mm-hmm. to buttle a verb? And what does it mean to buttle? Yeah, so uh, um, I'm just looking up what a butler does. Mm-hmm. It uh, They answer the phone, greet guests, assist event planning, look at table settings, serve drinks and food. Uh, they also, most importantly, manage the wine cellar. So, <laughs> so you can have a butler without other staff. They just like kind of do like a catch-all thing. Jesus, and I thought you were fucking around, but I, I searched for butler duties, which is presumably exactly what you searched for and found the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perhaps most importantly, manage the wine cellar. Amazing. Yeah, the, first, the, the second question is, do butlers still exist? <laughs> and the third question is, can butlers get married? <laughs> oh, geez. What? The answer is a butler's life is a solitary one. Employers generally prefer their butlers to be single. It is felt that butlers with wives can be torn between their loyalties towards their families and their master. So butlers are like Jedi? If a butler lies about being married, he can be dismissed without notice. Holy shit. What? Yeah, and they fucking gendered it too. There can be female butlers, I bet. Wow, Zarino. So yeah, that's a... I guess when you're living in with someone all the time... It does kind of make sense that you can't get married, right? Because when are you going to see your your spouse or your mm-hmm. child or whatever? Yeah, because you're, you're sort of like a live-in. I'm thinking of like my only conception of Butler is like Alfred from like Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just sort of like a live You're like a... <sighs> You're like an uncle who works for you, who works for, works for their nephew. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Wow, how sad. That just made me, like, very sad. What a, so, yeah. a horrible life. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the lesson we can take from Take It Back, is uh, Butler's life is a solitary <laughs> one. <laughs> Butler's life is a solitary And that, my friend, is how you go A to C. Yeah, very good, very good. I am indeed afraid of watching a Butler masturbate. What are we talking about again? <laughs> Butlers probably do a lot of <laughs> masturbating. <laughs> They'd have to. They're so solitary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Great wheel segment, Ev. Join the the Diogenes Club, if you know what I mean. Hey, hey, the ownerism squad. That's right. And now's the time in the show when we take a question from our friends, our fans, our tiny little stinkers. Today's question is from Karina. Karina says, dear... Hi, Karina. Hi, Karina. Uh, Dear Evan and Saker, hello. Ooh. As, I came first. Uh, yeah, you did. Fuck you, Karina. <laughs> That's great. That's a, great. I like... Oh, they probably just did it alphabetically. Possibly so. But I'm so used... My last name, which I will not give out on the podcast, uh, is a very high-standing last name. So I'm, I'm so used to being first in lineups. I, I still can't get, wrap my head around, like... The fact that you won't tell people your last name on the podcast, even though literally anyone who (laughs) took eight seconds could find it out. I'm Saker Aardvark. Does that make you happy? No, you're Saker Aaron Aardvark. Saker, that his name is my name too. (laughs) Uh, Hello. As a longtime fan of the B-Nakes and sometimes Weird Al, I never actually got exposed to They Might Be Giants, but many of your guests seemed to like them, so I thought I'd give them a try. But... Before I get emotionally invested in another band, I need to know this. If the members of They Might Be Giants were in Bare Naked Ladies, which lady would each one be? Also, 
I literally know nothing about the Baby Giants, like how many people are in the band or any of their names. Well, that's my Know Nothing question for your Know Nothing podcast. Thanks for making something fun and entertaining to listen to, Karina. Oh, boy. So we have to map the TMBG. To Bernie Good Ladies. There's just two two of them. Yeah, there's just two of them, right? No, there's five. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is actually kind of i mean it's not easy but at least it's one-to-one in some respects yeah so the main two it's very easy you've got john linnell and john flansburg right Mm -hmm. obviously ob one of them has to be our steve and one of them has to be our ed right Mm -hmm. okay i think visually john flansburg looks more More like steve Steve. yeah like he's i mean if if someone were to play steve in a movie i could (laughs) I can see that working out. Flansburg is a Steve type to yeah, me. Yeah, he's got that. He's got the, I mean, he's a little darker uh, haired than yeah, Steve, but yeah. other than that, yeah. Um, But I wonder. But the thing is, Linnell doesn't, Linnell doesn't look anything like Ed. Yeah, that that is a problem. We need to, we need to recast uh, Linnell in They Might Be Giants in order to if make Linnell Steve. looks like, a, he looks like, if you gave him like red hair, he might be, he could pass a for Jim. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, for certain, for certain. Um, but I don't really know much personality-wise about the two of them. Well, let's make it up. Okay. Uh, John think... Flansburg, famous uh, guitarist, vocalist of They Might Be Giants, and lover of uh, good sausages. Uh-huh, exactly. That man could pack away 100 sausages. He often stops at Columbus's famous Schmidt's Sausage House when he's mm-hmm. passing through our, good, our fair city. Mm-hmm. Was that Linnell or Flansburg? I'm sorry. That's Flansburg. That's Flansburg. Okay. And that is... He's a sausage boy. I... Steve is the sausage boy of Naked Ladies. He asks that everyone call him that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he he changed his middle name to Sausage. Yes, 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 yes. Um, John Steve Sage. Steve Sage, Page Sage. <laughs> it's a strange pig Latin that he's working with. Um, John Linnell, on the other hand, um, enjoys making online zines. Um, about um, about uh, uh, different dog breeds and what they would look like <laughs> if we could breed three dogs together instead of just two. Yes. Um, so instead of just like a Labradoodle, he likes to make uh, a Labrad a Labradoodle, which is a bulldog poodle Labrador. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, I think that is kind of Ed is kind of an experimental guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. But I feel like I feel like if anyone's going to do online zines about dog breeding, it's probably Kevin. Shit. So can But can we really not make the two Johns Ed and Steve? Fuck. Well, I don't think we can given what we know about John Linnell. Yeah, this feels dirty, but you're right. Okay, all right. Yeah. Linnell so Linnell is fucking Flansburg is Steve. Yeah. Linnell is Kevin. Okay. Um then then of course we've got uh Marty Beller, yes, the percussionist, yes, the famous drumster of the, uh, yes, who is a uh, famous for uh, famous not only for his percussion but for his ability to he can like do that uh, double jointed thing where he gets down really small and like packs himself into a suitcase. <laughs> so often they'll wield a they'll wield a wheel a suitcase out on stage and he'll just unpack himself and his entire drum kit. Yes, which is a famous Kevin Hearn thing. Well, Kevin Hearn can't really do that specifically one to one, but Kev mm-hmm. can turn his legs backwards. Uh, yes. Yes, like an action. Just like figure. facing the opposite way, his yeah. feet backwards. <laughs> it's very strange. Um, so and I would it's just say his legs. It's not his whole torso. He like just like the the joints turn around. Yeah. Right. And weirdly, it's also it's not, not like his butt. His butt is on his front. Correct. It's also not the feet. The feet stay in the same place. The legs can rotate. One hundred. Oh. <laughs> He's around. Okay. 
Uh, so Marty Beller is Kevin. I got it. Straight up. Uh, then you've got uh, yeah. Dan Miller, guitar, keyboard, backing vocals. Um, Dan Miller, famously, uh, the thing that he does best, um, he's able to uh, 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 stick a wire down mm-hmm. inside of his mouth and his mm-hmm. stomach will light up in different led colors uh, it could be any wire it doesn't actually have to be connected to anything many theorize that he can just do the led color thing at will but the wire kind of adds some sort uh, of yeah it's sort of well it's, it's sort of like a you know like a mental blanket right he's got a, like a security blanket right that's correct uh and which you know like some people some people can only perform sexually if uh you know like uh if they're Mexican looking at Bondo pictures, music is playing. Yes, or if they're looking at pictures of Jason Alexander from Shallow Hal. Yes, yes. yes. If looking for Jason Alexander's <laughs> vestigial tail. Uh, so let's see. Who do we have left? That would be an Ed or a Ty. Ooh, I feel like if anyone's got a party trick, it's Ty. Okay. What is Ty's famous party trick, Ev? Uh, probably throwing parties. <laughs> it's a pretty good party trick, I gotta oh. say. Well, uh, actually, one of the things, his famous party trick is um, he can actually, uh, he's got, he's, he's got, he's rigged his microwave up so that he can turn it on because you know, they've got that safety feature where you have you know, like, to shut the door uh-huh. before the microwave turns on. <laughs> he's rigged it up so that he can turn it on sure. and leave the door open. He basically, and what he'll do is. He basically just bashed the glass out of the front of the microwave. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I mean, he's just got it triggered so he can turn the microwave, but he'll stick his head in there mm. and his teeth pop like popcorn. <laughs> And then they they grow, but it's fine because they grow back the next day. Sure, yeah, he's uh he's like a Wolverine mutation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, popcorn, good old popcorn teeth. And so I don't think we even need to say how, but it's very clear that Danny Weinkoff is Ed. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, and I'm not both even Ed and Danny Weinkoff have invincible eyes. I mean, more than just that, I wasn't being facetious. Danny Weinkoff is Ed. He just goes by a different name when he's touring with oh, Amy Giants. Yeah, smart. So, uh, Karina, I hope that answered your question. If, <laughs> if you've got a question, listeners, please email it to it's all been done podcast yeah. at gmail.com. A question, or also we're granting wishes now. So if you've got <laughs> wishes, you can definitely email us your wish, and uh, we'll make it come true. Sure. We're also taking imperative statements. So if you just yeah. have a command for us, please just mm-hmm. send it, and we will run. Any one-word ones are good. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, or even even like a sentence fragments. Well, uh, you just send us send us part of a sentence, and we'll just finish. We'll just extrapolate everything you needed to say from there. To the moon. That's a nice one. <laughs> I, w- I would love some prepositional <laughs> phrases. Please send us prepositional phrases. In the barnyard. <laughs> Ev, we done did it. Our first oh, internet episode. Yeah, I hope this. Uh, I hope that I've actually been recording this whole time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've been checking just to make sure every, I don't know, 14 seconds because I am a paranoid wreck right now. Yeah. I mean, there's a little, it looks like it's recording, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Um, if it doesn't record, uh, our backup plan is to, I think we should just like. just Murder suicide as always. <laughs> murder suicide, but not before permanently forwarding our feed to Bernick and ABC's feed so that they just get uh, double the <laughs> traffic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Bear, so Bear Naked ABCs will inherit our uh, podcast. They say in the Bible, Bear Naked ABCs will inherit the earth. Yes. Yeah. Um, Ev, uh, what do you have to plug this week? What's going on with you? Nails. Nails are real great, man. Damn. Have you ever used them? Um, can't say that I have, to be honest with you. Uh, unless you're talking about the band The Nails, uh, 48 Lines About 24 Women. Great song. Yeah, that's exactly what I was talking about. Good. I'm with you. Have you ever used them? Yeah. uh, Yes. 
Funny that I should mention them. I only know that song because on Napster it was labeled as a They Might Be Giant song back in the day. That's why I downloaded it. Oh. Oh. Remember back in Napster days when like Weird Al did like smoking to get high the song and <laughs> everything was i'm sure oh man i wonder hashtag um uh bare naked fakies if you downloaded a song from napster that you thought was a bare naked lady song i want to know what songs people downloaded um that they thought were bare naked lady songs that aren't that's what i want this week of that's my wish for my listeners all right listeners do your worst do your worst <laughs> fucking try us yeah he could you made a wish. You, you They're going to monkey's paw you now. Oh, boy. They probably will. You know what? I'd be down for a monkey's paw. Anything to make life more interesting at this point. Really? That's no, what you want? Not true at all. Anything to make life more interesting. The sake of the giggle story. <laughs> I'm happy cruising right now in my life. I'm cruising. I'm having a good... But I feel like by week 47 of this pandemic, I will... I won't mind a monkey's paw. Yeah. I mean, you're you're lucky in that you don't your job doesn't make you work anymore. Uh, that's not true at all. <laughs> I am working. <laughs> we are both. We are lucky enough to have jobs from home. Uh, to anyone out there that's displaced or laid off or furloughed, we feel for you. Yeah. You're our buddies. You're our friends. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to provide weekly content for you. Uh, free of charge. Free of charge. F O C. But feel free to to subscribe to the orange ghost patreon if you've got an extra don't, few bucks laying around don't do it <laughs> it's a trap ebo we'll see Chimbone. you again in one, one. week, week. <laughs> oh we used to be able to do that at the same time bye, bye.